Behold, the virgin shall be with child and shall bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which translates God with us. This is Rob Hunter. And this is Michelle Calvo, better known as Trigger Preacher. And this is Brother Brantley, the Jesus Junkie. And this is our special Christmas edition of The The Way Today. And we're here today with the Frontline Youth of Common Ground Vineyard Church. And we're going to be asking them, what do you think Christmas is? What does it mean to you? What do you think? We're going to interrogate these children until they cry in their sleep. No, I'm just joking. No. We ain't gonna... <laughs> no, not that. Not that bad. <laughs> but we're going to have some fun tonight. We're going to talk about Christmas. We're going to play some Christmas music, and we're going to have a good time. So stay tuned for our chat on Christmas. So we're doing our Christmas special with the youth. Let's introduce the youth. We have... I'm Sean Montero. I'm Deja Calvo. I'm Adeline Taylor. And that's the representatives of the Frontline Youth. There may be some latecomers coming in. There may not be. We'll see what happens. But we're going to talk about Christmas. So we're going to go around the table. We'll start with Adeline and we'll ask her... What is your favorite thing about Christmas? Meeting family and gifts. Gifts. What about you, Deja? The ability to forgive, having peace, and enjoying the company with people you love. You guys are too prepared for this. I know, right? Forgive and all of it. Yeah, that's what we're going to talk about at the table. On Christmas. <laughs> yeah, that, that's no, good. That's it's good. About I know. That's right. Because that's what Christ did. Sean, what's your favorite part of Christmas? Um, I would have to say in the middle of the day, just to bond as a family and just take in the time that we've had this year and just become a family on this special day. What about you? Trigger preacher, what's your favorite part of Christmas? <laughs> what's my favorite part of Christmas? Getting it over with. <laughs> Preach. Preach. Oh, no, no, seriously though. Um, Christmas is really special to me, honestly, because that was like the one holiday that my auntie actually celebrated the most. And so she decorated, she would go get those real trees, the one that can almost burn your house down. And um, she would just go out her way and spend whatever dollar and dime she had. She prepared for that moment to be able to give, you know, at that time of the year to see the smiles on our face. So I'm looking forward to family and just giving and, and eating some, you know, some good food and having fun. What about you, Brother Bramley? I have to ask you a question, Hollywood Rob. <laughs> Does all this money that I spend for my children count as kind of like the sowing and reaping effect. Like, they're gonna take care of me when it's Christmas time. Sorry. Older. Oh, I, I hope so. Because <laughs> <Sorry. I'm, laughs> I'm, I'm telling you, I, I pray and I believe it all my heart that my savings account is gonna get back to where it was. <laughs> I think you better leave something in there. <laughs> I, I was doing good. I just, you know, God, I just pray that all this money I'm sowing into my children so they know they're opening gifts on your birthday. King Jesus is worth it. And I hope they hook me up when daddy's old and can't work no more. Yeah, there's going to be a little break in between that. It's going to be a drought season when they're going to forget all of those things. Then it'll come back around. So it's kind of like an investment. Like, you know, you don't get it right away at all. <laughs> I just pray one day. I know you will. One day. <laughs> I, lo- I love everything about Christmas. I think, uh, I just think it's, it's a special time of year. I, I, to me, I, I love the buildup. Mm-hmm. And then when Christmas Day comes, 
it's almost kind of like, you know, in the evening time, I kind of like, oh, it's over. Yeah. Okay. You know, like all this like preparation, all right. this, you know, decorating the house, the tree, watching movies, cooking, seeing family, whatever it may be. And then all of a sudden, getting the gifts and, you know, putting them in front of the kids for a week or so. They're like, what's in that box? And, right. You know, and then it all <laughs> ripped open, opened up. And then you're like, like you said, waiting for it to be over. But then it's almost like a blah feeling. Mm -hmm. Right. But I think we got to remember what Christmas is really about. That's right. Amen. Right. And, 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 uh, one of my favorite movies we talked about a couple weeks is a Christmas Carol and how everything's a Scrooge got the Christmas spirit, not just on Christmas, right. but kept it the whole year. Right. And that's something we got to remember to do is that this is a special time of year where we as Christians choose to celebrate the birth of Jesus. Amen. That's right. right. We all know, and I hope these young ones know that Jesus was not born on December 25th. We really don't know the day exactly he was born on, but this is the day that was chosen through the church to celebrate. Absolutely. So I think that, um, you know, I would love to see us getting more back to explaining to our children That's right. what Christmas really is because and who it's about because somehow, um, truthfully, they have thought it's all about the gifts. Mm -hmm. And the one thing that I that I don't like to see is that I was a victim of at one point is that we do spend a lot of unnecessary money that we do not have to try to fulfill this void that what Christmas at one point of our lives seemed to be all about was just giving the kids a gift. And I think that if it's really Christ's birthday, you know, we should be giving him the gifts that he enjoy. Yeah. But right. the kids think that they have two birthdays a year and they tend to think it's their natural birthday and it's their Christmas birthday. Right. And I think that, you know, we have to kind of get back to really sitting at that table, um, talking to our children and telling them who it is truly about and allowing them to see that it is not about mom and daddy going broke in this season to you try to, yeah, you, you know, and I've been a victim of that too. Yeah. And because sometimes it, there was times where I tried to stop and I still found myself that day before, let me go do it. Cause I yeah. felt like Christmas I was, Eve at midnight, right, Christmas still Eve, I'm like, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. And Christmas Eve, I'm looking for gifts and stuff. And it's like, you know, because we've been so accustomed and traditionalized that this is what we do. But truthfully, it is about his birth. His, right. you know, it's about him and it's about how he came into this world and how we were, you know, away from God, how we lost that position with God and how we was deemed for judgment and that he actually came in and he prayed that price that we should have paid. And so we need to understand that we have to celebrate this savior because had we not celebrated him, we would not have the freedoms that we have today and so forth. So I'm going to say for, for me and my family. <clears throat> I remember being a kid and, and riding in Worthington Springs and in Lake Butler, Florida, and I would see these mangers. And that was the, the opening door to asking my mom, Mom, what's this? You know, what's that little sheep? What are those people doing in those funny clothes with sticks? And that's what opened the door to I knew very, very young what Christmas really was. It was Jesus' birthday. And I grew up with an awesome mom and an awesome stepdad, Amen. You know, Mark Taylor, that raised me. But one thing that they instilled in me and I do pass down to my kids is Santa Claus ain't coming down no chimney. Well, you know. Daddy works hard for them dollars. Amen. And that's so good because let me tell you something. I actually, you could not tell me when I was like seven or eight that I did not see that reindeer take off <laughs> from above and on my chimney. It was something that stuck for somehow. I don't know. You know, as a kid, you can fantasize, you can think something and it can, a reality can be created for you. Yeah. But I just remember that we were taught about Santa and we were taught about the reindeers. And I remember one day you couldn't have told me when I was a kid that I seen some reindeers and Santa just fly off the chimney. Mm. And I just was like, wow. You know, so it's a blessing that you were taught actually what it meant, but there's so many who's not. Well, I haven't really been that my whole entire life. You right. know, there, there was a season in my life that I was in darkness and I didn't, I wasn't even there. Right. Even though I was there, I wasn't really there at Christmas. Right. You know, I was literally out of my mind and, um, you know, now that, uh, you know, I'm refocused on my life and you know, my life is Christ-centered, you better believe. Amen. Everything that'll be said 
at this Christmas while they're opening them gifts. Amen. It's about that little baby that's sitting in that manger and what he did for us. Praise the Lord. Go ahead, Sean. I, I agree with both of you because even though, you know, my, my whole life, there's never been a Christmas that, that I've never smiled for joy for due to my parents. But I also have to, you know, I think around eight or nine, I really, really realized that, like, it wasn't about Santa. This was before, you know, we were really Christ-centered, but knowing that the true meaning... Look at your dad, like, <laughs> what? Did you really just say that? of Christmas and celebrating that, it's it's a gift in itself. Isn't it? That's yes. real, bro. That that's good. That's without good. that gift, we we don't have what, what we're awarded in heaven. We don't have that type of gift. That in itself should be you know, mm. worship that day. I understand, yes, we give presents and we might, you know, take Christmas a, a different way, but it's it, it all comes down to one point that Jesus was born, not necessarily this day, but we celebrate the day that he was born. And we celebrate the fact that he came down for us. He came down for people that, you know, shouldn't deserve this. And mm. he came down and gave us that regardless because of how much love he has for us. So Amen. Just Ooh. taking that day, you know, to bond as a family, whether it's your actual family or Christ's family or whatever it is, and even even then giving more than we do receive right. shows that, you know, these types of things, these types of meetings are the, are the real meaning of Christmas. Hey, man, who raised this young man? Hey, <laughs> I, I, I promised I was just sitting here. I was like, God, you really want me to say this? Yes. So I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and prophesy. Prophesied. I know you was hearing it. Wasn't I was you? hearing it the you whole was time. Come on, preacher. Bro, I don't know if you know this, but you got to call him for ministry, bro. I'm going to tell you right now that the Lord just spoke to me, and he, I don't know why he said it, but he said, call him Reverend Sean. Reverend Sean. Well, see, because it, it was kind of funny, because today I was in school and I was talking about doing work in college, and he, uh, it was English 1 or English 2, I was, I was talking about because he majors in English. And he said that I should do ministry. And I mean, wow. I, I'm not saying I never thought about it, but I just don't know yet what I would do if I was in ministry. <laughs> and it's, it's kind of weird. I know I would have to give a lot of thought and pray about that. Check but. this one. God does not call the qualified. He qualifies the called. You're called and you're going to be equipped. You've got a good okay. father, man. <laughs> really good father. I wish I would have had a daddy that would bring me to church. I didn't have that. My daddy was in the streets. Deja, why do we get gifts at Christmas time? What do you mean exactly? Why do we get gifts? Why do we represent giving each other gifts? What does that mean? What does that represent? Thanks. Thanks. So, so why do we get gifts? So what does that represent? What does that represent when we give each other gifts? Um, it could like it can mean a lot of things. Like it could show like that you care about that person, so you're gonna go out your way, make time out of your day to get them a gift, just to let them know like, hey, I thought about you this season. Here's a gift. That's good. What about you, Adeline? Why do we get gifts? Why do we get <laughs> gifts? No. It's okay. Why? answer it why do you think that you get a gift under the tree with your name on it for thanks for who's thinking thinking me i'm not thinking <laughs> you i'm thinking you for being good all year <laughs> Thank yeah. you. i mean there's nothing wrong with what they, what you all are saying because at you all's age we didn't understand either like why did we get gifts we didn't understand what mm -hmm. did that represent we just knew on christmas hey you gotta have that money ready that's right <laughs> so we'll go ahead I, I could be wrong but i i think it's because uh not, not only just because what christmas is and how we celebrate it but um the three magi that visited jesus and the manger that gifted him presents mm. I, I could. Well, you're, you're on the right track with that but it doesn't say three in the Bible. Right. <laughs> he got three gifts. Yeah. So we assume that there the was Frank three right. each given. He got gold, frankincense, frankincense and, and myrrh. Mm -hmm. Which 
you know, this is good for you guys to actually maybe learn a little bit more of what Christmas is, what you guys yeah. think Christmas is, and right. what it really is. Now, this is something they don't teach you a lot about this. You guys know what a manger is. Yeah, see, a horribly filled parent. Isn't it model. like a box full of hay or something? Good, good, yeah, good. Right. What's, it, what's, it, what's it used for? What is it usually used for? Animals. For what? For what? It's got what a bunch of, of hay and it's soft. For newborn baby animals? No. No, close, but any idea? Just say No. It's where they feed. It's, it's a feeding it's a trough. Eat. Yeah. But it's their eating spot. In Israel, okay, we always see a major scene. It almost looks like a barn, right? Like it's wood and all this yeah. stuff. That's not how it was though. It was the worst. It was in a cave. Mm-hmm. And usually the manger was carved out of stone. So the baby Jesus was placed inside of a stone that had hay inside of it because he had no place to go because the town was full because there was a census being taken. You know what a census is? Anybody? Yeah, yeah census is basically like a, a head count. That's right. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> so, um, the Caesar at the time, he called for a census of all his kingdoms, basically. So everybody had to go back to the land where they were born and take their family. And so Joseph, who was Jesus' earthly father, I don't want to say stepfather, he was his earthly father, went back to Bethlehem. Mm-hmm. And when they were there, it was so overrun. And also they had to pay taxes that they probably didn't have a lot of places to stay at with the money they had. So they were placed in a manger because Mary was giving birth to Jesus at that time. Wait, so they went to the place to with their head out. And then since they didn't have a lot of money, they went to a cave? Basically. Yep. One of the one of the owners of an inn said you can go out to where we keep the animals. And they was basically in like a, a barn, but it was in a cave. Instead of being built out of wood. And the manger, that's where baby was the baby Jesus was placed, was in the manger, which was a perfect cradle for him at the time. Was there something that that maybe led Mary and Joseph to that exact spot? Because they say that they wasn't there went, a light. They went or to go check it or whatever we would call like a hotel or some place like mm-hmm. this to stay in the in the end. It was full. That it was full. Yeah. Right. There was nowhere else for them to go. Right. But it also, you know, that is what it appeared to be. And, but that's how it was set up by God because it was prophesied that this is how he will come. Yeah. And so he had to come in such a way where it looked like he said, I was rich, but I became poor for your sake. And through this, that you will become rich. So he had to come a certain way because it was prophetically prophesied that Amen. he will come a certain way. So, <laughs> they're in a cave, right? And they give birth to this baby in a cave and he's placed in the manger. And it said that the wise men, the magi, come and give him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Now, what do you think the significance of those three gifts are? Do you know what foreshadowing is? Does anybody know what that word means? Yes. I know you know. (laughs) (laughs) I know what foreshadowing is. (laughs) Those gifts were foreshadowing something about Jesus. Do you know what it is? His value in life. Go ahead. The gifts he was going for. No. Like the frankincense, myrrh, and gold. What do you, what do you think that has to do with Jesus? I don't know. It, so you could just <laughs> shoot one out there. Now this isn't. This isn't. This is something that's believed by a lot of people. It's not in the Bible. This is a. a like, like I said, it's, it's, it, this is th- theology. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Okay. This is just something that is uh, people believe is true. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, these three gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh, frankincense and myrrh were both oils and incense that you would put usually with 
a, a corpse. A dead person. A dead person. Yeah. Okay? And the gold, so when Jesus died, right, on the cross, remember when he died on the cross? Yep. What happened to him next? He got stabbed. Right. But what happened after that? What did they do with his body? They buried him? Nope. No, they didn't. No. Right. They took him off and the they, cross and they put him in a tomb. And they also, who took him off the cross? Jeopardy question. It was, yeah. one of them. Oh. <laughs> it was one of them. When I, when I hear it, I'm going to know it. But, um, I want to say. Okay. Well, he's not the one that took him off. Somebody requested. Somebody asked the, the, the Roman guys, may I take his body? Can I take it off? I know it. I know it. It's just. Oh. Was it the guy who, like, pointed him out to get, like, Crucified in the first place? No. 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 Talking about yeah, Judas. Yeah. Talking about the snake. Yeah. Judas. <laughs> Go ahead, tell him. Tell him. Do you know? You tell him. Yeah, no, I'm not. They're gonna answer it. <laughs> I know. I know. I know it is. It's it's one of it's one of the twelve. No, it's not. It's not. No. Who is it? Joseph of Arimathea, who was a Sadducee, which is like a priest. Okay, oh, he was man. friends with Nicodemus, who was That's a follower of Jesus. That's what I thought it was. Okay? okay, and he had to give money. This is what the gold represents. He had to give money to the Roman soldiers to mm -hmm. be able to take the body down. He also gave his personal tomb for Jesus' body. And what they did is they took his body, they took the frankincense and myrrh, and they cleansed his body with it. And they wrapped him in a cloth. And this symbolizes a lot about his birth because when he was born, it even says in the Bible that he was put in swaddling cloths, mm -hmm. which represents, so Jesus' birth is a foreshadowing of Jesus' death, which is, Signified. which both to us are the greatest gifts that ever we got. Right. So the reason why we give gifts on Christmas are for those three reasons, the three gifts that the Magi gave, the gift that Jesus gave us when he was born and the gift he gave us when he died. Because when he died and rose again, we had our salvation. That's a beautiful thing. And that's why we celebrate Christmas. It's, it's, it's kind of funny because we celebrate the birth of Jesus, but at the same time we're celebrating the death of Jesus, which should be celebrated. Right. I don't want to sound like yeah. celebrate yeah, the death. Sounds sick. But yeah. if he doesn't die, we're not we, saved. We're not yeah. saved. Right. Yeah. But, but that's kind of Easter, you know, that's the resurrection. Right. We know? celebrate the resurrection of Easter. Right. But if you really study and you read your Bible and you read historical facts on the area of the world, you understand that his birth represents his death. Right. When and that's why most people say that, you know, mm. you should more so celebrate when people are going out opposed to celebrating when people are coming in. Right. <laughs> you know. Right. I mean, you know, you, you celebrate when people come, but it's a difference, you know, because you know that they're headed to somewhere yeah. after fulfilling their purpose and ultimately supposed to bring God joy. Now, sure. I've been watching a lot of videos and we've talked about it on here about Christians shouldn't celebrate Christmas because it's not in the Bible. There's nothing in the Bible that says we should celebrate Christmas. Okay? So what do you, Deja, what do you think? Do you think we should celebrate Christmas? In a way, it's kind of like a second Thanksgiving because you're still like celebrating time with your family. And even though Jesus' birthday wasn't on Christmas, it was still around that time. So therefore, we still should celebrate it in a way. Okay, what do you think, Sean? I feel like that if you have any type of, not to say guilt, but if you're feeling like what shame. you're doing is wrong, whether it's shame or if you feel like, you know, maybe you need to repent because of what you're doing, I feel like you shouldn't do it. Um, maybe some people might look at, you know, not celebrating Christmas because they might think that instead of worshiping, you know, Jesus, they're worshiping Santa or, you know, or as a false idol, where, you know, they might start praying to Santa, 
not so saying glad you brought that, that necessi- <laughs> not saying that that necessarily means that whoever's you know celebrates Christmas does that or doesn't does that or thinks that. But I'm just saying that there are certain reasons like that that put that type of mind block in there. But even then, when you're not, you know, if something in the Bible says that you shouldn't do or should do, or it doesn't say that, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's bad. It also comes down to mainly what you think how you feel and if there's any guilt within what you're celebrating you should talk to the Lord about it and if you feel convicted then don't do it I think that's a great answer because you know the Holy Spirit will convict you and if he's not convicting you like you said you know there it's a difference if you feel convicted absolutely then you don't do it because the reason can be totally different than somebody else's reason but we got a lot of holidays that we celebrate down from Mother's Day Father Day we got a lot of holidays that we celebrate but this holiday that we celebrate along with Easter Resurrection it is simply geared towards our Savior and I think that's what makes this holiday more special and Easter holiday more special is because it's geared towards an opportunity where we can actually begin to glorify him and begin to tell people the story about our Savior. Amen. So it's a, it's a conversation opener and a conversation starter for most of us. What do you think, Adeline? Should we celebrate Christmas as Christians? Yes, because Jesus died for us. And I like getting new stuff. (laughs) (laughs) That's my girl. There's nothing wrong with that because if you like getting new stuff, that's like us getting a new chance. That's That's like us getting a second life. And that's what it represents. And it's hard as, as, I I guess, even the children in Jesus' age to understand, Mm -hmm. you know, worldly things and spiritual things you know what I mean there's a there's a break somewhere between mm-hmm. probably uh, 20s and you know 30s somewhere where you kind of understand that especially if you're following the faith and following what you believe but a lot of kids and, and I'm gonna say even in Jesus time were probably materialistic that they wanted so they wanted toys they wanted you know something they wanted you know to, they, they didn't want to be poor you know what I mean no one wants to be poor right. but I want a boat. <laughs> <laughs> you you can even look at it like this way. Let's let's put the example of maybe what type of movies we watch or music we listen to. Okay, I know that it might not directly say don't listen to this type of music. So you might feel like that you are entitled to listen to that music. But if you feel like that the meaning of it is not giving out what you think by your standards or by your beliefs, then don't do it. Like I I enjoy Christmas. And I would probably pass the same thing that we do in our family now to my kids in the future. Um, unless sometime that I can no Kids in the future. Is he prophesying here? Multiple iron kids. No, no, no. But no, no, seriously. Um, whatever if, if I have a change in, in my belief where I think that Christmas, it shouldn't be celebrated that way, which it probably will not, then that's that's what I'll teach him. As long as I teach him the main basis is that, no, Santa is not real. Santa is not the reason why, you know, he doesn't come down a chimney and eat your cookies and milk. He's too fat for the chimney. He can't fit. <laughs> right. <laughs> not fit. And I tell him that mainly the purpose is that Jesus came down and that he was brought here and gave us our salvation and that he was born that day and I explain that to them or I explain it to whoever has that troubling belief then I feel like it, it shouldn't be a problem right. it's about getting closer with your family acknowledging the fact that our savior died for us and knowing that on this day just today we're gonna say happy birthday to our big brother Jesus Christ because God knew what he was doing he strategically set up every single thing that happened from the angel coming to mary and coming to joseph and talking about this messiah this this christ is going to be born from her and one after another god set these things up all the way till when we celebrate easter so now's the time to sit with your family Talk about the baby Jesus. We love you, tiny little baby Jesus. Mm-hmm. You know, and then <laughs> you you say a good, powerful prayer, and 
you continue the conversation throughout the day and weeks and months until we go into speaking of the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. That's what my plan, my goal is to do. This year is a lot different. They're probably going to get a little upset, but I'm not going to shut up about tiny little baby Jesus until everybody says amen. Ain't that right, sister? So, in a way, Christmas, yeah, you're still celebrating with your family, but I feel like it's kind of like getting baptized because you're, in a way, it's going to be a new year soon, and like you're washing away all the stuff, all the guilt, all the repentance that you feel, and like you're still at the same time celebrating Jesus because all the things he did for you, so at the same time you're still showing thanks while ce celebrating with your family. That's good. good. I, like I like that. that. I like that. That's really good. Yeah, bringing in a new year with Jesus. Bringing in new presents. Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 I mean, that's it's an opportunity. You know, I, I was telling my family, I want to get more around that table. Because I was reading the scripture that told us, even when we were here last week, and the scripture that said that we're supposed to be teaching our children mm -hmm. these valuable principles right. and things of God. He, the Bible says in the morning. When they wake up, when they go to sleep, right. morning, day, and night. And so, you know, we have to use these opportunities to get around these tables and begin to talk to our children about scripture, about these different things like how he was born, why he was born, what does the gifts mean? Because, it, you know, our kids are sitting here now and saying, you know what, I really didn't know this yet. You know what I mean? So I, this is why I said in the beginning that we have to spend more time educating our family and our children with the purpose of why we do what we do. So now we live in a world where people will come to them and start talking to them about you should not be in Christian because you don't know this is a pagan holiday. And they'll start to throw things at them and they'll be lost. They won't know and some people will be actually won over because they simply don't know and they feel like all their life that nobody taught them the truth. And so we have to start teaching our children these truths because there are people who are rising up right now and they are coming at our children mm -hmm. and they are saying, I bet you didn't know this. So it's nothing like your child said, I did know that it was a pagan holiday. But me and my family, we chose to celebrate Christ. We know that he was born. We don't know exactly the day he was born, but this is the day that a congregation of believers decided that we we're going to celebrate Right. Him. And so our kids won't be surprised. So Sean brought up the fact of uh, the other big character of Christmas, Santa Claus. Do you guys know who Santa Claus was and where he comes from? And any, the North any? Pole. <laughs> Nicholas something. There you go. I forget. Mr. St. Nicholas himself. Oh, you're, 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 yeah. you're there. Do you know at all? I haven't read a Christmas book in so Santa's long. Name, the real the Santa, real Santa you know? Claus. <laughs> He's like, no, I don't That's think. That, I don't think there is a real Santa Claus. Well, there was. There was no. His name wasn't Santa. At all. <laughs> you can say it. Say it. <laughs> She's shy on the mic. Your dad? Yeah. That's, 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 that's she wants to say her dad is the real Santa. That's good. That's the truth right there. Right. No. So I'll, I'll just tell you real quickly. Saint Nicholas lived in Turkey. Not the bird, but the country. <laughs> <laughs> he was, uh, before he became a saint, he was the bishop of uh, Myra, Turkey. Um, they actually, in the year 325 AD, so about 300 years after Jesus died, they hold something in Turkey called the Council of Nicaea, and the Council of Nicaea brought believers from around the known world that time that were represented leaders to discuss what the Christian religion should be about. And one of the believers brought the fact that Jesus was not God, was not divine, that he was just a man. Mm -hmm. And this upset Nicholas. So Nicholas, legend has it, I can't say this is a historical fact, but legend has it that Nicholas was on fire for Christ, was such a Christ follower, believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, that he slapped the man right there in front of everybody. He smited him across his face. Mm -hmm. And then the... He decided to become Santa. Well, <laughs> okay. well, 
What his thing was is he cared for the children in nearby villages. He made toys from wood. He delivered them on a sleigh that was pulled by reindeer and all this stuff. And he did this. But he was also, his bishophood was taken back from Constantine, who was the Caesar Constantine, who was the emperor at that point. But he was so loved by the people of Turkey and surrounding that they gave it back to him. And he actually became a saint because he, the people loved him and he was on fire for Christ. So when we look at this jolly fat man in a red suit. Was he really fat though? I thought he was skinny. I don't know. I don't know what he looked like. There, there's pictures of him, but not pictures, but paintings of him. So right. you really can't uh, go by what the depiction of somebody. Can't fit in the chimney. Bro. <laughs> right. But what if yeah. you grow up in a mobile home and there is no chimney? But, the, but that, I'm telling you, I was confused and I was like, That's all why these I friends said it wasn't are real. talking I'm about like, this big fat guy coming through in a red suit and eating cookies, and I didn't have a fireplace. Well, I, I did my second house I moved into. Once I moved into the big city of Lake Butler, Florida, I finally had a fireplace, but my first house, I think. But it just goes to show you over the years how, how the story changes. It's like the game Telephone. You guys ever play the game Telephone? Never played it? So if we start saying one thing and I tell Sean in his ear and he tells you, he tells you, of course, if you had more people, by the time he gets back to me, it's not going to be the I same thing. I used to be the one that always messed that up on purpose. See, there's always somebody that... <laughs> How'd it get to me? Up. They would say something about a blue car. I would talk about so, like yellow dinosaurs. Okay. So <laughs> see, that's what happens is you get that happen. <laughs> You get people that change certain things and over the years, we're talking now, mm -hmm. uh, 1,700 years later, we have this myth of a fat man in the North Pole with elves and... Mm -hmm making toys for all the children of the world and he flies around and all this stuff and it, it takes away from the meaning of Christmas but the character of Santa himself Santa Claus was Saint Nicholas in another language I believe uh, uh, in Poland they call him Santa Claus and he used to have his own day Saint Nicholas day yes so I mean I think that would have been fair to give him his own day and continue to you know well you, you also I have didn't to know remember that. that the church strategically Place Christmas on, that day. on the 25th of December yeah. for more than one reason. First, it was starting on the winter solstice for the pagans who they were trying to convert to Christians. That's right. Pagans are people who don't believe in God. They believe in like Mother Earth. And they yeah, believe mother. in... Right, okay? So converting these pagans over to Christianity, they decided to take one of their holidays and institute Christmas. But also for another reason, if you look at... Right now we have daylight savings, okay? But before daylight savings, um, and even now, if you look it up on your calendar, you can put what's the darkest day of the year, meaning what day has the less amount of sunlight, and it's in within the week of the 21st to the 26th. Mm -hmm. So within that week is one of the darkest days of the years. So what day better to celebrate the light of the world? Other than the darkest day. You that's know? good. I like that's that. That's great. They knew what they were doing. They knew what they were doing. They knew this was going to be celebrated for more. But more than another thing, I had a revelation this week. <laughs> I, I, got, I got. To, I want. I've been waiting to confess this because okay. this. We've been talking about this. I've been telling you guys that I've been hearing all these uh, prophesizing biblical. Probably shouldn't celebrate Christmas right. or Christian all this stuff. Yeah. And God spoke to me this week. I was mm -hmm. listening to Christmas music, and it was um, at the beginning of the song. There was Charlie Brown. Uh, Linus came on, and he was reading from the Gospel of Luke. If you watch it's a Charlie Brown Christmas, he reads from the Gospel of Luke in the movie. I didn't know that either. Yeah. <laughs> so he's reading from the Gospel of Luke on the song. It's in the beginning of the song. He's reading from it, and God spoke to him, and he said, "If I didn't want you to celebrate it." I wouldn't have put his birth in the Bible. And I thought about that. And I thought about Mark and John, mm -hmm. how it doesn't talk about his birth. Mm -hmm. John starts out right in the middle of, you know, at the beginning of his ministry. Doesn't mm -hmm. talk about anything about his right. birth or childhood or anything like mm -hmm. that. Luke talks a little bit about his childhood and talks about even John the Baptist. So to me, the Gospels could have started at Jesus' ministry and we still would have followed him as the Messiah. But because God placed that in the Bible, I believe we should celebrate it. That's, That's a I good mean, one. He talked about Jesus' birth in Makai, chapter 5, verse 2. He prophesied that. And so it, he went and said, But thou, Bethlehem, Ephrathah, Ephrathah, 
Though you be little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of thee shall he come forth unto me, that is to be ruler in Israel, whose going forth have been from of old, from everlasting. And so again, he there's come, you know, God, anything that he has been done in the New Testament, he's already talked about it in the old covenant. Right. And so, you know, God wanted us to know that he was coming in the first place, you know? And so you, like you said, I mean, it's a beautiful thing to celebrate his birth to actually see that he did come because right. the Jews were looking for him. And when, even when he came, he wasn't even recognized when he came. And now that people can look back now, even these people are, you know, our forefathers and ancestors, when they thought that wasn't him and to realize that they missed that moment to truly be able to mm. celebrate the savior because they thought that he should come another way than the way that it was prophesied that he would come. And so I think just even celebrating the fact that we have an opportunity now to celebrate what they missed then and wasn't even able to celebrate and appreciate because they wasn't able to understand the gospel for That's right. If, if we look at it like this, we, we all know that God exists beyond time and, and you know space and time if we look at that like maybe we can think of it as you know god is sitting you know on his throne and he has this big book that you know places it's all this it's a timeline okay if he didn't want jesus to be in that timeline no matter where it was placed because i know we don't know but we picked the 25th if he didn't want it there he wouldn't have put it there that's right and so the, he wouldn't have allowed it. He wouldn't have allowed it at all. That's my and, son, everybody. I just oh, want to yeah, let you know like, that. Yes. That's my son. <laughs> I just want. I don't know if everybody knows that, listener, but that is my that's son. Mine. That's mine. No, that's, no, that's our son. That's, let me turn the mic. That's our son. Wish we're all sharing. That's our son. These are our kids. <laughs> at the end of the day, the fact is, is that if he didn't want that to happen, then he wouldn't have let it happen, or he wouldn't have prophesied it. He wouldn't have given any. You know, the people that put that date there, any hints, you know, to make it that date, he wouldn't have put it there, meaning that we wouldn't have been able to celebrate Christmas. We wouldn't right. be able to have our salvation because he would have never been born. So I feel like, you know, when we when we look at that and if we can look at it from that perspective, then then Christmas should be celebrated all over the world. Because, if you know, if we, we're, we're literally celebrating the person, you know, that was born to make us born again. Now that's the face that, that tell you can keep going. Now that it's another face, but that's what it was to keep going. So, you know, to anyone out there that may, you know, think or, you know, may have that, you know, belief that maybe, you know, maybe we shouldn't do this. Maybe, you know, not saying that what you believe is wrong, but if you look at it that way, it might help you determine, you know, hey, maybe, you know, we can celebrate it. Maybe we can, you know, kind of go half in, half out, not focus it on all the gifts, but, you know, you know, just take a day as a family to realize what, you know, has been done for us. Absolutely. That's, good. That's, That's a good, good way to end that That's part of the discussion. All right, we're going to talk about this. Adeline, what's your favorite Christmas movie? Oh, she's like, I'm ready. The Grinch. The Grinch. The Grinch. The Grinch. Which, which, oh, hold on. Okay. It's <laughs> Technical difficulties. Please Technical excuse me. Difficulties. Right. What's your favorite Christmas movie? The Grinch. Which one? <laughs> which one? The, the Christmas one? I know, but the live oh. action one, the cartoon. Oh, the live action one? Oh, that's not. With Jim Carrey? <laughs> that's like that's like we have the Bible and have the Catholic Bible more stuff. I right. Know, <laughs> <laughs> it's like one of them. One of them. Deja, what's your favorite Christmas movie? Would Home Alone consider? Yeah, hey, that's a good yeah. one. That's one of my favorites. That's one. That's that's one of the yeah. Right. Yeah. Charlie Brown. I am sorry, but Charlie Brown to me is the best mix of a Christmas movie. Frosty the Snowman. Or 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 Gremlins. Gremlins. Killed it. <laughs> Gremlins. Wow. That's it. What's your favorite Christmas movie? Man. Honestly, I really don't have a favorite, but if I'd have a choice to, you know, sit down and watch something, it'd have to be the, the Oswald family. Was that one? Oh. Where they put all the stuff on top of the, the hatchback car and they drive a long journey. The Oswalds or something like that. 
Are you talking about Christmas vacation? That's it. Christmas well, they don't vacation. Drive they, they don't. <laughs> oh, but whichever one, whichever one they put a bunch of stuff on the top of the car. <laughs> <laughs> no. What about you, Michelle? What is your favorite? Here's the, here's the movie guru. <laughs> I don't really have don't one. Come on. I don't. I mean, the Griswold. I don't. I mean, he's a movie. Yeah. You know, I mean, he's just movie just guru. Okay, but I really don't have a favorite. Christmas movie. I don't. Wow. I know, right? But I'm getting better though. I'm starting to watch. Do you a not watch movie. Christmas movies? No. Have you watched a Christmas movie yet this year? No. Wow. I don't watch TV, honestly. I must confess. Listen, I really don't. I, can't I don't watch Christmas movies. Now oh, right. I love. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I sorry. Can't. All right. My favorite Christmas movie. Go ahead. Maybe I'll watch it. What is it? It's a Wonderful Life. Okay. Okay. You have to call him for movies because it's, it'd be like it's an know. old movie. I prefer the black and white version. Uh -huh. You can watch the colored version, but I prefer the black and white version. It just okay. gives it authenticity about when it came out or age. Uh -huh. it, it, I, I love it, <laughs> but it's such a great movie because it shows the miracles that God can still do today. Amen. Amen. I agree. That's you know what? what I like some good. God. I see. I like some good, some good storytelling movies. Yes. So yeah, I, it's I, good. You gotta okay. follow along, but it, it tells a story about a man who needs a miracle in his life. Okay. And how people pray for him, mm -hmm. and God delivers. Oh yeah, I love that. In such that. a way that I drop a tear every single time. Wow. Every single time. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So I, I sat down and watched the first I can tell you that this is this is a really good movie. If you if you believe in miracles, you should watch this movie. Right. <laughs> All right, Adeline, what's your favorite Christmas carol or Christmas song? Um Jingle Bell? <laughs> it just, there's no right or wrong answer. <laughs> jingle bells? Yeah. She said, jingle? Is that the right answer? Jingle bells? <laughs> what do you like? Do you like to sing jingle bells? Yeah. How do you sing it? Sing it. Come on. Here you go. Jingle bells, Batman smells, Robin laid an egg. The Batmobile lost its wheel, the Joker got away. Hey! hey. <laughs> <laughs> no? You don't know that version? <laughs> what about you? Oh, what is mine? Okay, Mooka, because I can't sing it right. But just that part, the mistletoe song. Oh, I love the mistletoe. Come on, just hang on the mistletoe. The only part you got to sing is, I just got to get to know you better. Come on. This Christmas, this Christmas, come on. This Christmas, that's all it says. Okay, just a little bit of it. Okay. This Christmas. But it's this Christmas. Oh, okay. Y'all know this Christmas? Y'all know that Christmas song? I think so. Okay. Yeah. We'll come back. This Christmas. Yeah. Oh, did you try to sing it? Sing that move a little bit. Okay. Just start right there. Hang all the mistletoe. Just this first part right here. Come on. Hang all the mistletoe. Yeah, I know the song. Just say that one. I can't hear her say. I can't get her to say. But it's the hang on the mist. It's this Christmas. That's the Sing it. Song. That's a great song. Oh, I will not try. Dude, you will not. What about you? What's your favorite Christmas? Oh, go ahead. I thought you were doing yours. Yeah, she was gonna leave me out What's there. What's your favorite Christmas song? Y'all know that. The oh, all of Christmas. Let's see how it sounds. Go ahead. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. They look alike, huh? Okay, let's see. By Myra Carey. Myra. 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 Okay, how does it go? How does it go? I've never heard it. Let's hear it. Oh, really? Okay, go ahead. Let's hear it. No, no, no. It's just all over for Christmas. You don't know that one? Yeah, I know. Oh, okay. I've never heard of it. Sean, what's your favorite Christmas song? Don't try to switch it. What's your favorite Christmas song? Um, I don't really have it. Favorite Christmas song? Oh, yes, cool. yes. I'm it's not big so boring. I'm very boring. I don't. Ha I love all types of Christmas music. You play Christmas music around me, I'm gonna feel like you know it's snowing in the car, and I got my little winter hat on with my hands in my pocket and my jacket. I'm gonna feel like the Christmas spirit, but um, I, I don't have a favorite Christmas song. I don't. <laughs> what about you? Boring. I saw Mama kiss me Santa Claus. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
<laughs> Not really. I know. <laughs> I never really saw Mama too. Santa Claus was my dad, so. Um, <laughs> I think that's the whole point of the song, though. <laughs> oh, that's it. I got it. I just got it. All in years. Um, man, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to say away on a major. Got it. I like that major. I got that. I like that one. Yeah. I like I like Silent Night. I think, yeah, that's I think it's one of these songs that. Uh -huh, don't even start. <laughs> <laughs> He's bragging about his child over here. You know, like, I can't have bragging right there. Like, really? Uh -huh. That was so low, like. Whoa. Okay. Got him. But Silent Night, that's a good one, though. Okay, we'll sing a little bit. I'm yeah. happy to see what I'm saying. <laughs> Alright, so this Christmas, what are you looking forward to the most this Christmas? A boat! <laughs> oh, that was um, for the kids. Sorry. That's for everybody. So Brother Bradley wants a boat. He wants a boat. I want Jesus Junkie on the side. That's the name of the boat? Yep. The Jesus Junkie. Oh, Any boat you want to get me, my brother. A new hoverboard. A new hoverboard? Wow. Like Marty McFly hoverboard? She don't even know what that is. Back to the future. I know what a hoverboard is. I'm just joking. All right. What do you want for Christmas? What are you looking forward to the most this Christmas? Does that have to be a gift? What are you looking forward to? I'm not materialistic, so just like I don't know. Like he laughs. Hugs and food. She's got diamonds around her neck. Yes. I know. I'm very weird, but like. Oh, that's good. Hugs and food. Hugs and food. Hugs and food. Yes. In food. <laughs> I, I, I agree with the food part, but um, I would really like a new phone. <laughs> no, I, I take that back. Money. What I'm looking forward to. Cash. Cash. What I'm looking forward to is, the is love it's just us being together as family. And yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to the food. Cause, uh, okay. What are you looking for? You said, you said a phone. That's what you do. You're Listen, looking forward to? I, I'm looking forward to my savings account getting back up where it was. <laughs> and, <laughs> that's all I'm looking for. See, what had happened was. I know, I know I'm not getting the boat. I'm just shooting out there. If any of the oh, listeners yeah, would like to donate, you know, Brantley uh, would love a Jesus Chunky boat. Some of these fans, like, just actually it might go out there and buy you a boat. What do you want for Christmas? Or what are you looking forward to? Sorry. What am I looking forward to on Christmas? Oh, wow. You know what? Honestly, you know, we're working on our home right now. And I'm looking forward to, you know, continue to make our home more homey, homey, yeah. right Man. now. So that's what we're working on. We're working on our tables and, you know, making it more, more family centered. So um, this Christmas, we're just working on finishing it up for the new year. And um, so, yeah, that'd be nice too. Piano. You want a piano? Yes, I want a piano, a guitar, some money, and food, and hugs. Okay. What do you want for Christmas? My two front teeth. My two front teeth. Money. <laughs> Money. Money. Yes, no one. Yes. Yep. What do you want for Christmas? Now you can say it. Yeah, I, I would like a new phone, uh, some clothes, some shoes, and um, yeah, that's it. You know what I want? I want some gift cards. Shopping, Chick Fil A, Forever uh, Twenty One, Fashion Nova, Macy's, Macy's gift cards. Can I get a boat? I want some um, <laughs> um, bed and uh, bath. Bed bath and beyond. Oh, they're gonna be advertising them. Bed bath and beyond. Right, bed bath and beyond. Bath and body. No, seriously, this is what I want. All jokes aside, I want my family on my new boat with me. Okay. okay. But you want the boat, and then the family. Yeah. The I want my family. I'd want all of us together. Life jacket up. No matter we're in Florida, bro. We got water everywhere. What do you want for Christmas? Oh, I'm looking forward to this, and I know I'm gonna get it. Sleep. Hallelujah. That's the best answer yet. Sleep. I am on vacation. It's a national holiday. From December 21st until January 5th. Wow. That's a oh, coma. Oh, you can't sleep? Hopefully. I think that's a coma. Next time. I plan on one day to dedicate, like you said, to sleep, where I'm going to sleep in, get up, eat something, go back to sleep. That's that rest. Get up, eat something. Hibernating that's that rest I was talking about. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
There's going to be a big Sabbath in there somewhere. I, mean, I was thinking that, but I, was, I, was, I mean, you know, you got to take that Sabbath and yeah. That's good. Man, I just want to say something that's just on my spirit. The next time you feel like you're drowning, just remember that your Savior walks on water. So anybody out there that's struggling through this season, that doesn't have family, or maybe in a rehab from addictions and hurts, habits, and hang-ups, man, I just shoot this out there that, listen, you're not drowning. You're just underwater, but Jesus walks on water. He will be reaching for you. So, man, I just love everybody, and thank you so much, Jesus, for giving us this opportunity to have the babies here. It was good, man. Our frontline youth group did their thing. Appreciate it, guys. Can I can I get you guys to all sing a Christmas carol with me? Let's do it, just huh? A, just the beginning of one. You guys know we wish you a Merry Christmas. Just the beginning. Just the can first we, couple of lines. Can we sing Jesus Happy Birthday? Because that's what we're going to do at my house this year. Literally, I'm getting a cake and everything. I talked to an elder, and he kind of shot it to me, and I felt it in the spirit a lot. I was like, you know what? Who's blowing the candles, though? I don't know. There's a lot of them. I think we just might get some eyeglasses for 2020 business. Like, see Jesus. That's all you do this year. Amen. Everything that you do. You guys know we wish you a Merry Christmas. Let's sing it. Ready? Wait, ready? One, two, three. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. What's up, online family? It's your boy, Pastor Brian, from Common Ground Vineyard Church in Fort Pierce, Florida, here to bring to you a word from Luke chapter 2, in verses 22 through 35. And the topic of discussion concerning this word is the pain and the promise. For the full message, make sure you check us out at Common Ground Vineyard Church on YouTube, also, you can see us on Facebook Live on our Facebook page for the full message of the pain and the promise. In Luke chapter 2, beginning in verse 22, what we find is Joseph and Mary are trying to get back to life and bring the baby Jesus into the temple to be dedicated, to be presented before the Lord. And as they're going to do their religious duty, unbeknownst to them, there is pain right around the corner. They approach, and on their approach, there is a man who had been waiting on the consolation, the Bible says, the consolation of Israel, the promise that God would deliver his people from all of their captors, that he would set the captives free. And in these days, Israel was under the occupation of the Roman government. So there were many people, many Israelites, Hebrew people who were awaiting God to deliver the Messiah to set them free. And Simeon was one of these people. And so Simeon living a life where he fasted and prayed night and day, all day and seeking God day after day was awaiting the consolation, awaiting God to fulfill his promise. And he was waiting and he was painstakingly waiting. But one day God answers Simeon's prayers fulfills his promise and he tells Simeon hey you need to get up and go to the temple because God had previously told Simeon he said Simeon you will see the Messiah before you die and so Simeon gets up he goes to the temple and what does he see he sees the baby Jesus and he knows because the Holy Spirit reveals to him that this is the Messiah he lived his life so long in pain, but when the promise was fulfilled, when he could set his eyes on the promise, there was joy in his heart. And that's something that we need to cling to. We need to hold on to. We need to remember. Simeon's story is encouragement for us. And whoever is listening, if you're listening right now, you need to know that God will not let your story end with pain. 
He's not going to shut you down and your punctuation will not be the pain that you've been feeling. But if anything, what God is going to do and what you can trust in him to do is to fulfill his promise. Our story doesn't end with the pain of this existence, the pain of living in a sinful world, the pain of struggle, the pain of sorrow, the pain of lack, the pain of loss. Our story is punctuated, or I should say, continuing into eternity. Our story will have its continuation in infinity forever however you word it we will spend our eternal existence with the lord and so we should be resting in the comfort that comes from the promise fulfilled and jesus christ the promise that mankind would not have to suffer death that there will be no more pain no more sorrow is indeed true but the promise itself even comes with pain as we do life in christ we will experience pain we are not exempt from pain when we're doing life in christ however jesus tells us in john 16 and i'll leave you with this he says in this life you will have trouble but take heart he commands us to take heart why for jesus says i have overcome the world the pain of our existence the trouble that we will face is nothing compared to the glory of the lord jesus christ that awaits us let us be encouraged and let us know that our promise and the fulfillment thereof is right around the corner. So I pray that God blesses you. I pray that this word has encouraged you and we'll see you again next year with the word for you.